Hello, hello, hello. How are you? How you doing? How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Vividly Speaking with who else but me, (laughs) Dr. Vivid. You guys know how much I love our time together. You know how much I miss you when we away. You know how much I love to come here and convene with my good old folks about all the things mental health, wellness, foolishness, <laughs> and stress relief. Gotta laugh. We gotta laugh. We love some humor. So you know what? Let's not delay. Let's get right into it. Let's go. My good people, party people in the place to be. How are ya? <laughs> Y'all, so much has gone on since the last time we have come together. Um, I just got back from vacationing with the girl squad with my little humans, our first family vacation. So you guys didn't get an episode from me because of that and then we had the holiday you know the holiday right jojo's birthday yay i officially have a three-year-old yes jojo was born on the fourth of july and she's the only reason i celebrate on the fourth baby she is my firework my firecracker baby we had a nice gathering i cooked lots of food her Parents were present, grandparents, godparents. It was a good time. It was a good time. You know, uh, she got to dress up as a safari guide. She got to dress up as a pig and shake her pigtail. That was really important for her. She got to tell her sister that she had to dress up as a cow. Um, I dressed up. Uh, <laughs> I got a dress with dinosaurs all over it, channeling my my black mom, Miss Frizzle. Shout out to Magic School Bus. Yes. <clears throat> you know, so she was like, I love your dress, mommy. I love the dinosaurs. I was like, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. So we've been back um, for a few days and it has been crazy. <laughs> So many things have happened, not just in the world, not just in this country, within my own tribe, our familial and friend constellation. It's just been so much. And even my clients, everybody seems like they're going through. They're having a rough time or they're having to make some really big decisions in a very short amount of time. So what I'm telling you is breathe. We all on this crazy ass ride together. (laughs) You never know what someone else is going through. So extend people the grace and the peace and the patience that you will want them to extend to you. Remember that we're not comparing problems. Everybody has issues. Everybody has problems and all of them can feel heavy. So let's not turn our nose up or look down at anybody's issues and just, you know, take some time to realize that individually and collectively, we can all be in a place where we're over it (laughs) and need a break. Whew. Had to let y'all know that. Do y'all feel that you need a break? But you know what we about to do next, right? Let's go. Y'all, what's happening? What goes on here? Like, really, I went on vacation, and as soon as I touched down, shit started going left in my country. It's just, oh. Y'all overturned Roe versus Wade. Y'all over here talking straight crazy straight crazy and i need to address some things now whether you're pro-life or pro-choice i am pro-choice uh and you respect it or you don't right i don't have an issue with people wanting to be or saying that they're pro-life or not supporting 
abortion. I have an issue with people telling other people what to do with their bodies. I have an issue with people saying, there's so many options for you. You can just adopt. There's so many options for you. First of all, be quiet. Be quiet. You don't understand that not everybody that is able to become pregnant desires to be a parent. And that may be for really good reason, for selfish reasons that they have that are valid. You can be positively selfish. There's negative selfishness and there's positive selfishness. And if a person says, I don't want a child because I want to do X, Y, and Z with my life, they have a right to that. If someone says, I thought I was ready, but you know what? Now that I think about all the resources that I do not have, I can't do this. If someone says, this is a result of an assault, a, res a result of incest, a result of an abusive entanglement. And I don't know if I could live having a child as a result of that and be able to look at them the way I would want someone to look at me that loves me. They have the right to do whatever the hell they want to do with their body. Um, there was a post from an ER nurse saying that because of this situation, actually two different nurses, there was um, a woman who couldn't get a, a DNC because she had a ectopic pregnancy and they had to jump through all of this legal tape for doctors to be able to operate. And she her abdomen started filling up with a substantial amount of blood in that weight. I think they said it was a nine hour weight over in another state in this good old United States of America. There was an 11 year old that has to go through with a full term pregnancy. Do you know how hard that will be on an 11 year old's body? And yes, this pregnancy isn't due to anything consensual. Do you know how traumatizing that is? As a woman who will stand before you and said, yes, I had to have abortions too. One, because one pregnancy was the result of a sexual assault when I was 14 years old. And they told me that my body my body, as it was at 14, was not a viable womb. You won't be able to do this. With you already have this health problem and this issue and this issue, you're not going to be able to do this. You need to have this. And did it. It was really difficult for me. But at the time, it was the right decision for me and my body. Then... Being the teenager that I was, I was in a consensual relationship with my first love, my teenage love, you know, and accidentally got pregnant. And that time being told by doctors, you have a 50 50 percent chance of survival. And when we say 50 50, we mean we don't know which one of you will make it. Do you know how hard that was to hear at 17 years old? preparing to leave for college that I could go into labor and my child not make it or I'm not going to make it and we don't know which one. I'll either be childless or a child will be motherless at 17 years old. The whole process was traumatizing for me. But you know what was more traumatizing? Me walking up to Planned Parenthood, a place that does more than offer abortions. It offers family planning. They offer physicals. They offer STD and STI treatment and assessment. They help you with other medical issues and housing issues, things related to parenting. 
But all y'all see, all some people see is abortion. What was more traumatizing for me was women old enough to be my mom with their kids yelling at me that I was going to hell and I should be ashamed of myself and that I will never be forgiven for my sins. That was more traumatizing for me. That was an issue for me. Also, these laws do nothing but increase the chances of more women, especially women of color, increase the chances that they will lose their life, increase the chances that they won't have access to the maternal and the uh, infant care that they're going to need once they give birth. Because where are the programs? Y'all don't want TANF. You don't want SNAP. You don't want WIC. You don't want to have community resource centers in your neighborhoods. You don't want the diaper drives. You don't want all of those things. When people try to organize those things, you call them handouts. Guess what? You have to support the community that you're telling people that they need to populate. (laughs) You're telling people that they need to reproduce what you're going to do to help them. We don't even have fucking baby formula on our shelves. And then you have these other rusty, crusty people that serve as Supreme Court justices and as congressmen who, and women who are out here saying things like, oh, well, women really have the power to stop semen from creating life. Are you dumb? <laughs> You have people saying things like, oh, and next we need to put a ban on birth control, period. And then you have people saying, people in seats of power that are saying this. Oh, and also Plessy versus Ferguson and also Brown versus the Board of Education. And also those things that refer to same-sex marriages and same-sex rights and committed and marital relationships it's a slippery slope it's a slippery slope and I'm not here for the shit and I'm definitely not here for laws to be placed on my body because then you say oh no abortion but use other birth control when these rusty crusty people in power are telling you that they're trying to out (laughs) trying to ban that too wake up and listen to black women shout out to Rosa Parks who before we even considered Clarence Thomas an issue already knew what was up go read the letter that she uh, wrote (laughs) about Clarence Thomas's character when they first considered him for the Supreme Court nomination And again, start listening to black women. We tired. We're tired of you not listening. God damn, what's happening? What goes on here? (sighs) So, as I stated, we just came back from vacation. And while I was on vacation, I read a lot of you all's comments about the prior episode and me addressing mommy guilt and I thought it was a perfect way to go into this episode as I have been dealing with a lot of that lately and I wanted to talk about specifically as a single mom how the struggles of single mommyhood and mommy guilt can impact our mental health so you know my babies. Joe, Joe is a fresh three. Uh, I can't believe it. She's been three for like two days. Uh, and Eva, you know, she's nine. And I'm doing this good old rodeo. <laughs> I am uh, the ringmaster of this circus. And it's something that I'm used to now. Um, I have a co-parent and a parallel parent. 
um, co-parents, we act collaboratively, parallel parent. They do their thing and I do mine. Um, so my children are with me 98% of the time. <laughs> if they're not, if one's not with me, they're with, they're in school. Um, they will be in school. Both of them will be in school this fall. Or like on Wednesdays, they're with their dad most of the day and then I get them. But I don't regularly have breaks from my kids. And I also work a lot um, because I'm providing as a single mom for my children. And sometimes it can be really hard, you know, as I talked about in the prior episode, juggling responsibilities and trying to make sure that they're getting the attention that they deserve, the love on them that they deserve, just, you know, creating the moments that they deserve. But sometimes I have to come to terms with the fact that the things that I want to provide them, I cannot do it in that moment. Notice that I didn't say I cannot do it or I can't do it. I just, in that moment, you know? And sometimes it hurts my feelings. And sometimes I cry and I fuss in a room with myself or I call a friend to vent about how badly I want to do something, but I can't figure it out. And I remind myself in those moments that I am human. And though I want certain things, I can't always have them exactly when I want them. And that my children are still cared for by me in the absolute best way that I can provide. You know, going <laughs> going on a trip with them was really big. It was a really proud mommy moment for me because I didn't ask for help and I did it by myself and it was crazy. And I've also learned I am never doing that again for six days with my kids by myself, baby. Mm-mm. Four days, four days max. I've learned trial and error, right? But the trip was big because it was one of the first times in a while that wasn't COVID focused that we spent that much time together engaging with each other and it wasn't forced. It was something that we all were excited about. And I know you're like, wait, your kids live with you, so you don't spend... Yes, we do things together, but much of our time in this house during the Panini Press pepperoni pizza hut pandemic has been because we cannot interact with people the way that we're used to. And it's changed, especially for, for Eva, it's changed their socialization patterns. So, yeah, Um without being forced to be isolated, you know, with each other <laughs> in the house where we can't leave because we have COVID or a school has an outbreak or somebody's been around somebody that's symptomatic. We just were around each other experiencing a first with each other and loving it. And it was big for me because as a single mom, I have a lot of anxiety about providing for them and giving them experiences they deserve on my own. And I got to, you know, budgeting and what am I doing and how am I making it work? And it can be a little frazzling, but I always look at my kids and go, it's what they deserve. And then think to myself, Hey, what do you deserve too? <laughs> what do you deserve? You know, they deserve a great time, but you deserve to not feel like this is work. <laughs> you deserve to enjoy some moments too. You deserve things that are exclusively yours. And being a single mom you doing things for yourself, you feel guilt about it. You find some way to pick at it. Like, do I really need this? Am I taking from them if I do this? 
sis, no. <laughs> but your brain will have you thinking that's the case. And what this trip showed me is that I can do, I can do more than I thought, but I don't have to do it every single time. A lot of, um, I had, I had a conversation with someone that I'm talking to. Shout out to you. Hey, boo. <laughs> and she was asking, she was like, you're having a, a party for JoJo after you just took her to Florida? Y'all just went on vacation for six days? And I said, well, the Florida trip was pre-JoJo celebration, celebrating Erin going from the third grade to the fourth grade, ending her first full school school year after being in this goddamn Pandora's box for 80 years and also um a really great chip before Jojo's eye surgery and she was like mommy guilt I was like yes you know I don't know how my child is going to feel after this surgery and I want to provide her with the most beautiful experiences fun experiences pain-free, you know, experiences possible and just give her that extra love because I don't know how her recovery period is going to be. Yeah, so that's a little mommy guilt. But it's not like I had a safari and elephants and llamas in the backyard. I didn't have anybody, you know, swallowing swords and fire. (laughs) I just created something that I know she, I knew she would like, and I did it by myself. And sometimes saying that is exhausting. (laughs) I have to do it by myself. No one else will do. And sometimes it's so empowering that I, I did it by myself. Like, uh, it's a flex. Not a flex in the face of a co-parent or a parallel parent. It's a flex to me. You thought that you were going to struggle or people assumed that you were going to struggle so much. And there are moments of struggle, but look at you figuring it out. You did it. You made it work. You did it. You made it work. There's so many times where I I become anxious thinking about the vision that I have for myself and my children. And when you're a single mom or a single parent, single dad, you know, life moves a little bit different. You know, I can't always do the mommy free, the kid free things that this mommy wants to do. I can't always you know, take a phone call because my kids are participating in pure chaos in the background. I can't always grab the splurge-worthy item that I want for myself or for my home because I have to think about the things that they need and make sure that I'm really future-focused in terms of bills and budgets and things. And it's work. It is very much so a thankless job and it's a lot of work and it does impact your mental health. There are some days, like I said, where I'm just a spiral of anxiety. I am spiraling and there are some days where I'm sad. I'm depressed because I can't do the things that I want to do or would like to do. or I don't have the help that my other friends have. I have friends that are married. I have friends that are happily couples. I have friends that have like siblings like I have siblings and their siblings will watch their children or their moms and dads will watch their children their co-parent will get their kids for weeks at a time I don't have that and sometimes I get depressed and I'm down about that and there are other times where the depression comes from me having to deal with kids while they're sick And I'm sick, like COVID, ooh, ran me ragged, you know? But there are other times where I want nothing in the world but to hold my children, hug them, kiss them on their foreheads, 
do a dance party, preferably to loud music. We like Chloe Bailey. We like Bad Bunny. We like we like a lot of things in the morning to get our day started. And I take my meds and I talk to my therapist and I vent to my tribe and I go, what resource do you need? How can we grab it? Or how can we move until we can get close enough to it to grab it? Because you don't have all the answers. And that's okay. You can't do it all. And that's okay. You can't do everything. And that's okay. But you can do your best. You can give it your best shot. And you can give them all the love that you have to give. Parenting is difficult. Single parenting is rough. (laughs) But I'm learning every day. I'm giving myself patience. I'm giving myself grace. So to all you single parents out there, take it a moment at a time. And remember that this job is tough. But who can do it like you? Nobody. All right, all right, all right. It's time for whale mail, whale mail. Get into this whale mail, hey. And get into the whale mail, hey. Get into it, get into it, get into the whale mail, hey. Hey, I like that one. I like that little jingle jangle right there. I like that. <laughs> you guys, it's time for whale mail. This is the part of the episode where I respond to the questions, topics, and themes that you have submitted to me via these TikTok streets, these Twitter streets. These IG streets, these Facebook streets are right in my inbox at contact at drvivid.com. Y'all, y'all, the TikTok streets are back with a vengeance. <laughs> Today's well mail comes from one of um, the members of my Cope Chat crew. If you do not know what Cope Chat is, every 8 p.m. on Sundays, Eastern Time, I go live on TikTok for Cope Chat with Dr. Vivid, where we talk about coping strategies. We demystify some things surrounding mental illness and diagnosis and medication. And we talk about all things mental health and wellness. Um, how often do you have free access to a clinician who's not charging you for a time and she's answering questions that you have on the fly <laughs> so one of the co-track crew members um submitted this question how do i stop the cycle of people pleasing mm. i'm raising my hand because i am a reformed people pleaser and As someone with anxiety, it's not uncommon to see anxious adults who used to be anxious children being people pleasers. Um, It's not uncommon to see children who grow up to be adults, but those children were um, in homes that were a little bit dysfunctional in terms of how discipline and affection were shown. For it's not unusual and uncommon for those anxiety babies to be hooked, addicted to making other people happy at the expense of their own feelings, at the expense of their own selves. And what we have to understand about people pleasing is you won't be able to please everyone all the time. You won't. There will be a time where you give your all and it's not enough for someone. There will be a time when someone gives you their all. And even though you accept it and you appreciate the sentiment, it's not enough. And they may see you acknowledging that not enoughness as ungrateful or disrespectful when you're just acknowledging that you need more. And there are people who are blatantly disrespectful (laughs) when it comes to rejecting what we have or minimizing or acting like they're old they're entitled to what we give them 
So the key to backing away from people pleasing, and it's not going to happen overnight, is understanding you will never be able to please everyone. What someone wants on Monday may be different on Tuesday. Shit, it may be different by Monday night. Also, you have to understand that while you're aggressively people pleasing, you are enabling behavior that cancels your wants and needs out. You are telling people that I will sacrifice for you at any time. I'll just drop anything. I, I, I don't matter. And that's a lie. You do matter. You do. And even though you're saying you're not doing it for tally marks and gold stars and happy faces, at the end, we people please because we want people to see us as worthy. We want people to love us the way we love them. But if you have to go the route of people pleasing, you're not going to get what you want. It's going to be disingenuous, inauthentic reaction to what you've given. And people will start giving you, but only because they know when I give them a little, they're going to give me a lot. Because they're already okay with sacrificing everything just to get my attention. Start giving yourself what you want from other people. If that be love. If that be attention, if that be gratitude, go after what you want for you. And also, you have to let go of connections that don't serve you and open yourself up to connections that are waiting for you. No one likes to hear that certain people aren't good for us, especially if we love them. But... We never want to put ourselves in a position where we are fighting for love that is unattainable, unrequited. We are fighting for love from someone who tolerates us, from someone who likes us but isn't that into us. We're fighting for love and approval and proof of worth from someone who just sees you as a resource. You are not an object. You are not a task master at someone's disposal. You are a human who has feelings, who is worthy of love, and should be treated with respect. And in a healthy relationship, whether it be platonic, romantic, or familial, it must be mutual. Or the growth will be stunted. Listen again. Or the growth will be stunted for one or for both of you. For all of you. The key to let go of people pleasing is to remember you're a person that deserves to be pleased. So put yourself in position where people offer love without contingency. Offer you love. Offer you attention without you having to request it or ask for it on a regular basis. People who really see you will never make you feel like you're an option or just a resource. You can't please everybody, but you can definitely go out of your way to please yourself. So start there. Because you deserve it. I hope that helps. Remember to send your whale mail to me via contact at drvivid.com or any of my social media dms baby jump in them baddies too please <laughs> let's get on to the rest of the episode yeah 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 it's time to take a beat This is the part of the episode where I tell you what I've been listening to, what I've been vibing to, what has been on repeat, what's been giving me joy, helping me reflect, calming me down, my goodness, (laughs) and things that I just feel are bobs. You guys, I have been listening to a lot of uplifting music, and I don't know how you guys feel about just having a a song with like positive affirmations and positive self-talk just to start your morning but that's been something that I've definitely needed um as we recover from COVID as I've been 
processing everything that's going on in this crazy, crazy country of ours, this crazy, crazy world of ours. So let me tell you what I've been getting into. Eugene King, okay? He has a song called Pretty Brown Skin. I've talked to you guys about um, this song before. And I use it as the ultimate pump up for my kids, my girls, my pretty brown skin babies. But he also has two other songs, one called Smile and one called Self Talk. And they're just great songs with, you know, great lyrics about just processing what goes on with you, understanding that life gets hard, there are obstacles, but if you really think about it, this is, these are things that are heavy, but these are things that if you take a moment, you can conquer them or you can go about them a different way. And also pointing out that sometimes we exaggerate, you know, when we're in crisis or we're, we're anxious or when we're having a moment or an episode, we're irritated. Sometimes it feels like everything is going wrong when it's not everything. It's a couple of things, but let's slow down and and think about what the hell is going right. (laughs) Let's give ourselves some grace, patience, you know, you know, I will repeat that to the end of me. We got to give ourselves more grace and patience. Also, I've been listening to Kingdom Book One. Um, Kingdom, definitely my song. Melodies from Heaven, uh, duh. Why We Sing, uh, duh. I smile, uh, duh. I also like Bless Me. Um, really great songs. I've been listening to a lot of Bad Bunny. Um, Un Brano Sinti. Um, Moscow Mule. Love it, love it. Tarot. Yes, love it, love it. Party, love it. Ghost Mule 16. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, Navarita. Mi Potro Bonito, Después de la Playa, yeah, yeah, Un Ratito, oh listen, just bops, of course. What else we listen to? Chloe, Surprise, we love that song, it's, a, it's we love it, we're still giving it up for the kids, I've been playing Drake, honestly, never mind, you know, Sticky, Massive, you know how sticky it gets. Ay, ay, you know, <laughs> that's the pop. I've been leaning back into Rico Nasty. Not that I ever, not, I, I ever been like, no, I'm not. No, I just sometimes, um, you know how your mood dictates what you listen to? But I've been having to listen to some Rico Nasty because Miss Mama, sis gets me. <laughs> sis gets me. I had to listen to Smack a Bitch like three times <laughs> last week. Um, Blue Water Roll, Kilani, um, Wish I Never, that's my song, Melt, I love that song, and I think that's basically been what's been in heavy rotation, um, what you been listening to, what do I need to get up on, help me, put me up on something, I wanna know what's on your playlist, alright guys, let's go, we got some more episodes to jump into, yeah. it's time to do it yourself this is the part of the episode where we talk about stress relief decreasing the stress in your life (laughs) coping strategies coping tools things that can get you through in the meantime between therapy sessions, your next group session, your journaling session, your prayer session, whatever you need, whatever you use to help get you through, help you grow, help you heal. These are things that you can do on your own. Today's DIY is a no labor hour. Yes, 60 minutes where you don't exhaust any emotional labor or physical labor for anyone. Mm -mm. Nope. 
sometimes we get so used to doing things for people, whether it be at our jobs and our homes, for our family, for our friends, that we don't keep track of the amount of emotional and physical labor that we're doing on top of the other things that we need to do to live. (laughs) Sometimes we get so used to being the go-to person, the point person, you know, the fixer, but listen, you are not your labor. We don't love you because of the things you give us, the things you give away, the, the contributions that you make. We love you because of who you are and you must love yourself because of who you are and not because of what you can give others. So a no labor hour consists of you not texting anyone you're not calling anyone you're not responding to texts you're not responding to emails you're not responding to phone calls you're not responding to requests from the brethren from the family from the friends from the tribe and you only doing what you need to do for you in terms of rest recentering and relaxation now you can use your body (laughs) to complete tasks for yourself eat Mm -hmm. make yourself a nice meal pour yourself a nice drink grab a book to read pull up a podcast to listen to you know this one You, you should listen to this one Okay, (laughs) or whatever, whatever other podcast you love, listen to some music, go on a walk, meditate, practice some mindfulness, do things for you, but do not exhaust any emotional or physical labor for anyone outside of yourself for an hour, 60 minutes, 30 minutes, twice. 15 minutes, four times, 10 minutes, six times. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? You can make it one big task of pursuing emotional and physical freedom for that hour, or you can break it down into little things that you want to do for yourself and only for you. You can do this. An hour a week? You notice I didn't even put you up on an hour a day yet. I want you guys, you all, you folk to commit to an hour a week where you say no to emotional and physical labor. And if you are saying, you know what, that might be a little hard for me to just disconnect like that and just do it all for myself. I'm so used to. We're going to practice. We're going to practice. You're like, Doc, I'm at work. I don't know my schedule. Okay, we're going to practice. At work, you're going to close your door or you're going to uh, take you're gonna take your lunch break and you're going to practice not working through your lunch. Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing that. You're going to take your shower and luxuriate in your after shower ritual, make it an hour. You want to ride around and listen to music, no particular place to go, make it an hour. You want to treat yourself, go shopping to the spa, Manny, Petty, make it an hour. You just want to sit under a tree and people watch, make it an hour. Because you deserve it. You deserve more than 60 minutes. But putting this in place, 60 minutes, once a week, not exhausting any labor for others, it will put so much in perspective for you the next time someone asks you for a favor or requests something of you. Do you have the energy to do it? Do you need to gather more energy before you can give an answer? Do you need to just say no? Are you using your energy for labor at a rate that's unsustainable? <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right, go do your homework an hour a week. 
no emotional or physical labor. Go now. Now. Okay, I'm not going to yell no more, but do it. <laughs> and now it's time for the cool down. This is the part of the episode where we focus on breathing, mindfulness, body awareness, relaxation, and most importantly, you. Now, I'll be doing a number of things in this mindfulness moment, this cool down, like asking you to take deep breaths. I will also ask you to close your eyes. If you are not in a safe space, free of distraction, where you can go through the exercise as I guide you, don't worry, this is a podcast. You can always pause me, stop me, and come back to me later. Let's get ready. forward 
roll our head from side to side. Wiggle your toes. Wiggle your fingers. your body up together for me one time. Tight fist, tight face, tight toes, tight shoulders to our ears. Deep breath in. Let it out. Let your body drop. Because you deserve for the weight to be lifted. This has been your cool down. Thank you for taking a moment for you. to the end of another episode thank you guys so much for just loving on me the way you do through your listenership through your check-ins through your whale mail submissions through you liking and sharing the podcast hitting me up on social media and giving me feedback about the episodes and telling me what really resonated with you you guys make doing this such a joy and until next time i need you to remember you don't owe these people anything you owe yourself everything sometimes you gotta lean into it you don't owe these people anything you owe yourself everything (laughs) all right y'all we out bye